Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am a sunburnt back Ollie Davis, and I'm joined. It sounds like a Pokemon, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Why are you sunburnt on your back? I went to the park yesterday. <gasps> Did you go to test your eyesight? Uh, no, no. I I sort of you know just walked. And I, I thought, do I take the 258-mile trip up to a, a scenic place of beauty? And I thought, you know what? From my interpretation of the rules, which is <laughs> I'm not the one making them. I'm just some pleb on the ground. I took that to be against the spirit. So I only walked down uh, my street to the mm-hmm. communal park that's there. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I, I also saw those rules that you said there we didn't make because we're just mere peasants. But the one that says, if you're ill, stay at home, to me, hey, do you know what? I have I actually have felt pretty fine during all of this. But had I felt unwell, I think my first instinct would be to stay at home, being that I don't need to check my eyesight at the moment. Yeah, and it's like it's just because that's the main thing that mm-hmm. the government said wasn't it, it was yeah i'm pretty sure that in fact that was the, that was the first thing yeah stay at home right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah i just now it's stay alert so i thought it would be okay to just go down to the park with members of my household and lay in the sun but you didn't stay alert did you because you got sunburns <sighs> i wasn't thinking about the sun i was only <laughs> thinking about the tiny invisible balls on our flesh and in the air coronavirus not the big bright one in the sky Um, well we'll dive into the show and then we've got quite a few mailbag questions to get into Uh, but first here we're going to talk about um, a WWE title change and Rey Mysterio possibly retiring next week here is the show This 
little tiny announcement near the end of the show when they're just previewing next week. Oh, we're going to have this match. We're going to have this match. Oh, Rey Mysterio is going to be doing his retirement ceremony. And now it's time for the main event. I'm like, sorry, what? So they've got these run a graphic for the Rey Mysterio retirement ceremony. It's going to be hosted by Seth Rollins, by all accounts. It's definitely a work. Yes, 100%. Like this, when you don't make a big deal out of it, that Rey Mysterio is announcing his retirement the following week, yeah, it's 100% a work. This is, this is like, if Rey Mysterio does not do this in a salmon jacket next week, this will have all been for now. Well, do you think he's going to turn up? I think this is going to be Seth Rollins, like, going through Rey's career, sort of almost like a, like a memorial thing for him. Like, he, I, I, Rey, Yeah, I'm yeah. fully expecting it to be like a wake. Yeah, so this is this is off the back of Seth's. Just he he is the most compelling character in WWE. Drew McIntyre is the most likable. Seth is the best character. I, yeah. I'm loving his stuff at the moment. And throughout this episode, it would cut back to him backstage. He'll be with Austin Theory, his latest recruit after last week, and of course Buddy Murphy. They're both standing there like Mr. Burns <laughs> and. He, he's just holding Rey Mysterio's mask, but in a way that's kind of like, alas, poor Yorick's head. Do you know oh, what I mean? He's I like... always holding the, like, like a skull. Look at you, smarty pants, auditioning for Eggheads or The Chase over oh, here. Do you want to explain uh, the reference to us dummies over here? It's a bit of a Shaka Spear quote. <laughs> alas, poor Yorick, we hardly knew ye. Uh, you know, the famous one where he, someone's talking to a, a skull, a dead man's skull. Uh, I, that's that's the vibes I got. But, you know, it, Seth starts with that. Then uh, Murphy and Theory come out for a match against Carrillo and Black. Carrillo because Lucha, Black because he was teaming with Rey Mysterio when uh, Seth popped the eye. And then, you know, obviously Carrillo takes the, the pinfall. It was a pretty good match. I thought Carrillo looked really good. So, of course, he loses. And then... Uh, both Buddy and Theory grab Carrillo, and there's gr a great shot of Carrillo's eye being jammed towards the mm. corner of the steel steps. Alistair Black runs over to help him, and Seth Rollins is like, No, no, stay back. I will pop his eye out. I thought it was awesome. It was so, so cool. Like, I, I'm so madly into Seth at the moment. I love, and I, I think you said previously that you don't like the new entrance. I love his new entrance and stuff. I love all the stained glass part of it. It feels a bit like it 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 suits him more than burn like it suits this character more now than Burn It Down does. Like that like the Burn It Down music does not suit this version of Seth Rollins. So it needed some and I and I really like this new presentation. And him coming out with Theory and Black, uh, sorry, Theory and Murphy and the the, the I, I and Austin Theory picking up the win, him being the one that gets the pinfall. Like, you know, what I, I feel like, I honestly feel like it's his first pinfall win on Raw since he came up to the main roster five years ago, but however time works these days. So, like, and it, it's great that he got that because he's now with Seth. So I really like that presentation. And then the closing angle was awesome, particularly with Black in the ring. And like Seth was like, if you do this, if you take one more step, I'm going to do this. So Black's in this situation. I was like, well, I can't, I have to stop him where he's going to do it. But also I have to not do it. Otherwise he's going to do it. And I've just got to trust that he's not going to do this by putting the chair down. And Seth is like, no, you did a noble thing there. So I'm not going to do it this time. 
Oh, I thought it was wicked. Really, really good. But but for the record, I I do like the stained glass uh, videos for for Seth's entrance. It's his music that I don't like. But you are right. Maybe the burn it down line doesn't work with this character. So what can we have in the place of that? You know, the the gap of the song <laughs> to to fit his new Messiah character. Ooh, Messiah. Ooh, Messiah. <laughs> Ooh, save me. I don't know. Uh, but maybe, yeah, you know, like maybe it's just Seth it's Seth saying, Seth, or some people going, save me, Seth, save me. I don't know. Get some super chats in. See if you've got any uh, better entries. I'm, I'm sure we're just going to get comedy ones now. But, uh, but uh, what we, you know, I think it's to go, go back to our thumbnail conversation. Ray is not retiring next week. And I do think he is going to be there. Like, I think that they will have, like, Seth will hold this sort of memorial service for his career. And you'll have Murphy and, and Austin Theory just sort of, you know, solemnly nodding their heads and stuff as they go through Ray's greatest moments. Maybe a Carrillo runs down and they get rid of him and then carry on doing the, the segment as I was, before I was so rudely interrupted. Mm. Kind of do that, you know, maybe have some more Lucha stuff. And then Rey Mysterio makes his return to come back and clear house of everyone to build to their match at, well, presumably their match at Backlash, right? Out of retirement, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, exactly. Did, did you just say, did you get the clip ready? Um, did I get, uh, hold on. Because you just said the name, you just said the name. That one. Yes! <laughs> I have had that in my head all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, WWE, for getting the greatest show in my head. Um, I, yeah, I, so this does tie into some interesting stuff because Rey Mysterio's contract is up in September, October time, seems to be the report reported date everyone settled on. And WWE are trying to get him to re-sign. And Rey Mysterio, as far as we know, hasn't. And Dave Meltzer did say, look, this is, this seems like WWE hedging their bets. Either Rey Mysterio is beaten up over and over again to put over someone else, a la Matt Hardy, on his way out of the company, or it's done to create a feud with Seth. So I think whatever happens with the retirement angle next week, how they treat Rey and Seth going forward will probably be quite indicative of Mysterio's future with the company. Yeah, and one of the reports there, he was looking to stay with WWE, or one of the reasons why he might stay with WWE is because of Dominic. You know, he wants him to have a good uh, wrestling career ahead of him, and what better way to kind of get his career kick-started than by having him signed for WWE and train at the Performance Center. Uh, you know, it'd be a, a great way. To, perhaps we'll see Dominic next week. Like, may, maybe Dominic will be the one to run out and make the save as opposed to Ray. I don't know. If, if I'm Ray... And Dominic's been on and off WWE TV for, you know, the better part of a year, really. And, and it's always start, stop, put, push stuff. Um, I would lean towards not believing WWE if they tell me that they're going to push my son if I resign. Mm -hmm. I think if he does resign on that being a promise, considering everyone who's had broken promises made to them in an attempt to get them to stay with WWE, unfortunately... That's on Rey Mysterio if his career then doesn't go the right way. Yeah. After sticking with them. Um, the other thing that happened on this episode was the WWE United States Championship changing hands 
to Apollo Crews in a, you know, in what was a really great moment, because I think a lot of us here are behind Apollo Crews, always thought he never really got a fair shake of the stick. But I, I've got to admit, it was a pretty underwhelming way to do it. Yeah, so the match between Gaza, sorry, the match between Theory, uh, that tank match, that had really good action. That was a really fun match that then had a really killer angle afterwards. This was a really good moment where he won the title and a really good promo afterwards and a really good feel good. And I thought Andrade's selling of losing the title was really great as well. But the match itself was mostly ad break and Angel Gaza backstage doing your lad from the far show being like having a wrestling match is a lot like making love to a beautiful woman that's the point where i was like what is like all of my notes are about gaza backstage and then i was like oh and then cruz wins out of nowhere yeah gaza went full swiss tony yeah. and it wasn't just that there was a shrink screen ad break through i i would say half of the match it wasn't a long match anyway probably went 10 minutes so we only got to see about five minutes of this match to fuel into the title change and that just says to me that WWE aren't interested in it. Mm. They are interested in the women's title picture at the moment, which they did a fantastic job building up. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I loved the, the three-way between Charlotte, Nia Jax and Natalia later in this show. I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't also do that for this guy you're meant to be pushing and the title change. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a big deal. But you know, but, but I, I, the moment was nice. It just sucks we didn't get to see a match out of it. Yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, I just hope that they do have actual plans for a, Apollo now. You know, we've been here so many times before where we get our hopes up because it looks like they're going to do something good, but then you're like, and you almost kid yourself, don't you? You're like, oh, but they did make him champion. This is going to be good. But then when you really look at it compared to stuff that's happened before, ah but they don't want to make him champion. Well, I mean, one of the top comments on your news videos today was like, let's not forget the Gronk won a title before Apollo Crews. Yes. Well, you know, but he's, he's money, right? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, the, a better way to support this channel, oh, this is a clunky segue, rather than ticking those polls, is going over to Patreon, where you can become a pledge hammer of Wrestle Talk. Like these wonderful $25 a month or more backers, there's a new graphic. There's the URL. Thank you, because you get a cheap pop. Probably better than Kyle Philip O'Reilly. Woo! Woo! No way. Sorry, I haven't actually got the list up. Hold on. Barely Chris, break. Hellfire Brimstone. I'll do the next two because I've got it now. Manipulating Manny Umaria. Thank you very much. Oh, and absolutely one of my favourites. Get the Guinnesses in. It's Dylan from Cork. Woo! He's a sexy man. Sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Gross man. Fantastic. Oh, speaking of absolute legends, Xandermania running wild. Thank you, Xandermania. Go and check him out on Twitter. He drew an awesome... A uh, little cartoon of us all here at Wrestle Talk. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain. Jew. I won't. Jam that James Dillon. Jam that jam. Jam that James. James, J- James that jam. <laughs> uh, have a glass of sherry. Martel J. Simmons. Very nice. Um, uh, Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delves. Someone's got to do it. Uh, how do you like... How do you like them apples? Marcel Durer. Speaking, speaking of, and lastly, Andy T-Rex Reed. Thank you very much, Andy. Uh, Right, and of course, our fantastic moderators, Bumhead Rob. I'm sure Mod Mother Jenna's in there somewhere as well. And he's back. It's the best. Dowd. And yeah, I think that's everyone who's in there. But thank you, our wonderful moderator team with their Moddy Chlorians.
let's get into your s- 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 super chats to see what you guys think. Balab Mamadipudi says, It's been refreshing to see actual continuity on Raw in general, and especially this week with Apollo's story and why MVP has had Lashley go after Drew. Mm, yes, because yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute where he's like, I offered you my services and you turned them down, so I went to someone else. And I, I, I really appreciate WWE just not completely dropping Lana as well. Lana is still like, hey, MVP, come on. I, I'm the manager person here. Uh, so, yeah, the nice continuity. That's, yeah. you know, the basics of storytelling. Wilson Simons, Andrade is Drew's next challenger? I mean, I would have said that around <laughs> WrestleMania, but then Drew beat him twice in a matter of minutes. So I don't know if you could take Andrade seriously as a challenger to the title at this point. Yeah, I think Andrade and Apollo will probably just be stuck in an infinite loop. Uh, but that's that's the sort of, I guess, not even the pessimistic version <laughs> of this. That's just the the, the rational yeah. <laughs> version. Uh, Josh Kirsch, who do you think is Apollo's first challenger? Hmm, good question. Um, probably Andrade. Uh, yeah, or, Andrade or, or Angel Garza. Angel Garza, yeah. It's mm. probably someone from uh, Zelina Sexy Men. Uh, Dylan Cork with a very generous super Sorry. chat. Thank Dylan, you, Dylan from Cork. Dylan from Cork. First time watching Raw live in a long time because I'm an AEW mark. <laughs> Bear with you, bro. <laughs> Happy to see Apollo finally grab some gold. Such an underutilized guy who's been underpushed for far too long. Also, Drew is my favorite champion since Punk. And that is because Drew is being taken seriously as a WWE champion in the same way that kind of like Seth was, but like Seth, when he became universal champion was put into garbage <clears throat> feuds afterwards. I mean, I say garbage feuds, garbage feud, duh, that was just seven months with Baron Corbin. Uh, and then it was the fiend, but and like Kofi, like Kofi winning was great, but they never took him seriously as a champion. Drew has won this belt in a big match against Brock Lesnar and has been taken seriously week in, week out, has been made to feel like the main events of Raw. In fact, he has been the main events of Raw. He's been made to feel like the most important thing on the show. So, yeah, you it, he feels like an actual champion. It's that wonderful bit of Venn diagram crossover where with what the company wants to do crosses over with what we want to do. So it's, yeah, and that's true. It's, it's the best of best of both worlds. And finally here for now, but keep getting your super chats in. We will get to all of them. Josh Kirsch again says, the fans in attendance reminded me of the 2K fans. Well, these ones work. Uh, so... Um... <laughs> Uh, just before we do go on, uh, from our other link, wrestletalk.com forward slash support, uh, It's Like Me Gaming said, as for Seth's entrance, maybe a choir singing, uh, and then it changes to his usual song. And on another note, the entire crowd were putting their careers on the line by not clapping properly for Charlotte. Yeah, the um, so, so this is, this we haven't spoken about this yet. Raw opened after the Memorial Day video package, which is, of course, very nice. Raw opened in the Performance Center with people socially distancing in the crowd. AEW have been doing it for two months. The, the sort of speculated thing is WWE just don't want to copy AEW. But I, I never subscribe to that sort of theory. Because if you remember, 
the first like week of WWE No Fan shows. They didn't change anything down to the hard cam facing an empty row of seats. It was yeah. bizarre. AW positioned the hard cam to look down the entrance ramp and the video screen, which is a much better backdrop, far more dynamic. And they, the, the, the next week, WWE changed the position of their hard cameras. So, yeah. it, you know, and that was quite recognizably, ah, AW did something. We're going to pinch that because that works. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, the reports today from WrestlingNews.co that said Kevin, sorry, Kevin, Vince McMahon thought that having NXT wrestlers around the ring would send the wrong message <laughs> in, the, in a pandemic when socially distancing was being pushed. I mean, so but they're I, there anyway. I think in his head, though, I think this is that it sounds inconsistent and therefore unbelievable. But I think it's inconsistency and hypocritical nature is exactly why it's believable. Because <laughs> okay. that's how Vince's mind works. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. But it did actually like it, it really added an element to this. Uh, I think I'd have kind of it felt like. What what AEW does well with it is that they have baby faces and heels. So you have the heels cheering on the other heels and the baby faces cheering on the other baby faces, which adds like a really nice dynamic. I also love the fact that then none of them were cheering MJF, which like, you know, makes him uber heel. Yeah. Um, but here they were to be like the crowds that they've always wanted that will just do what they're effing told. You will cheer these people, you will boo these people, and we'll have no other conversation about this. Um, so I, I feel like having a bit more of a dynamic around that might have been, because otherwise it, it, it may as well just be a laugh track. Yeah, you can you can play off people's allegiances and you know get people over. Pineapple Pete, big swole, a double or nothing. You know people can weirdly make themselves stars in this scenario, even though they're just in the ringside area. I um, someone else commented on my news video from today saying, ah, the biggest return of 2020, planted fans. <laughs> oh, God! Good. Oh, that's Very how we good. cheer Roman. <laughs> I was really annoyed I didn't make that joke, so well done, whoever wrote that. Uh, get some cardboard cutouts out there as well. Why yeah. don't you? Take Fill some signs. Um, so, yeah, they're all out there. It really did improve the viewing experience, though. It really I did. did. Yeah. Like, just having a few people, 20 or 30 people, I think, Max, just totally changed the viewing experience. Um, it opened on the Kevin Owens show, but not for Kevin Owens, for the women's division. Yeah, because Kevin Owens is amazingly, after winning twice at WrestleMania, directionless. Like, imagine, imagine giving someone two wins over WrestleMania, two wins at WrestleMania over a former Universal Champion, over the man that beat Brock Lesnar twice in 2019, over the man that was once the face of Raw, and then be like, and we don't know what we're doing next. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, it's it says to me that they don't see much value in Kevin Owens, which is a real shame. Like, you should have something for him when he comes back. But then I look up and down the available roster. Who does he feud with? Drew? Babyface, babyface could work, definitely. Um, but I'm I'm really into Drew and Bobby right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, true enough. So I, I don't really have an answer, I'm afraid. Uh, but Asuka came out. They did a sort of celebration for Asuka. Asuka's new catchphrase appears to be Becky. <laughs> yeah, she's just still dead chuffed for Becky Lynch, as we all are. That's how you turn a baby face. 
Uh, and then this brought out all the SmackDown women, but Raw women standing in a row, Nia Jax, Natalia, and of course, their ever-present Charlotte Flair champion of not just NXT, but of the people. Yes. And they quickly started brawling. Kevin Owens progressively got further and further away. And Asuka stood tall. Yeah. Um, I mean, if in, this, in a kayfabe world, if I'm Shayna Baszler, I'm super pissed off because I've beaten Natty twice in two consecutive weeks. And then the week after that, she gets an opportunity to be the number one contender for the title. And I'm not even on the show. So, sorry, wait a sec. Wait a second. Um, oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I should have should have apologized for that. More, you're right. Yeah. Sets. That was just Natalia saying that I should apologize for. We haven't got time for that now. We've got to move on to something else. <laughs> oh, Savage Caruso. Um, just to, just in case you didn't watch Raw, and this is how you you stay up to date with WWE programming. There was a weird segment later on when Atali answered a phone call mid-interview, looked really sad, and then Charlie Caruso just fobbed her off. Exactly. It was like, no, you big dumb idiot. You wasted all your interview time on your phone call. Put on airplane mode. It's a three-hour show, Charlie. <laughs> There's loads of time. Um, so, yeah, this set up the three-way later on. Then we got the Andrade-Apollo Cruz match with Angel Garza telling how... A wrestling match is much like making love to a beautiful woman. Swiss Tony it, was his name, by the way. In the thank far you very show. Much. It was doing my head in because I could hear that line <laughs> of like, it blank, blank is like making love to a beautiful woman. I was like, I cannot remember what the character is. And I was like, is it from Airplane? No, that's have you ever seen a grown man naked? And I was like, <laughs> I was just going through. I was like, what is it? What is it? And then I saw your notes earlier of Swiss Tony. I was like, Swiss Tony, that was it. Um, he writes the cat, the, the actor who played him writes James Bond uh novelizations now, Charlie Hickson. He does indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, they're very good for, for the sort of young, young adult market. Ooh. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, then we got Seth Rollins doing a Rey Mysterio promo backstage. Uh, Charlotte did an interview, Asker danced their way through, and then the Iconics came out to say, but they didn't break up last week, mate. Flawless Iconics impersonation. This team is one hundred percent breaking up. Oh no, you don't think so, mate? Of course, like I, I, they came out to be like, no, no, no. We're it's that we're on the same page. There's nothing that's going to break this bond up. But once they lose to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross again, that is when probably possibly Billy Kay will turn on Pace and Royce. Oh, um, I, I mean, I, I think that is just the worst idea because they're so good together. Yep. Uh, but this did bring out Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross that the Iconics said, we never even lost the women's tag team titles. And I was like, um, oh, I don't know how they lost. <laughs> I know. I went to Wikipedia. It's like Quizlemania research. I went to, <laughs> went to Wikipedia and I was like, didn't they? And apparently they lost it in like a fail four way or something. Right. So maybe they didn't get, but I think it was an elimination. So they must have been pinned at some point. I, ca I cannot remember. I, I'm going to swat up for next week for Quizzlemania because you've got a big one tomorrow. Oh. Christ alive, the ultimate test. I know, we're all having a big one. Um, yeah, me included. Uh, it's Night of Champions. I've got to face off against all previous champions. 
uh, I, I, basically everyone said that me versus Kenny was like a duck week. Uh, it was basically, it was like B, that was like a, the B show. It was like Daniel Bryan facing Kane after winning the title at WrestleMania. Uh, and now I've got an actual big test ahead of me. It was Brock Lesnar Hardcore Holly at Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Kenny. Um, the, the Speaking of Scott, who can cut great promos. Segway. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross came out. And I thought, okay, Alexa Bliss is going to, you know, cut a promo here because she's had a, a rough old time of it over the weekend on Twitter. And I don't know, it was Nikki Cross who cut one hell of a promo. Yeah, it really was. This was like getting across a lot of character. Completely, like, it, I mean, this storyline, the, the storyline of these two together, has we talked about today, is completely muddled from day one, where it was like they were friends, they weren't friends, Lexa Bliss was using her, Nikki Cross didn't realise, then that was all dropped and they just became friends. So they've now just ignored all of that part of it and have just focused on them being friends, which is so much better. It's like a really nice bit of consistency now. And yeah, and it's like she came out and just cut this amazing promo about how Alexa Bliss is a real friend. And like it's real friends lift each other up. They don't put each other down, which kind of ties into what sort of the Iconics might be doing, which, you know, when they're going to break up and turn on each other. Red which, herring. Which, which, oh, you don't think. <gasps> no. I think Bliss works far better as a heel. And I think there's, I, I would actually be quite interested in a, an Alexa versus Nikki breakup feud with, with Nikki as the baby face. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually, do you know what? Now you've said it, I'm also quite behind that as well. I think that'd be really good. And you're right, like Alexa's so much better as a heel. She's a fantastic heel. Um, so yeah, so I, I could certainly go for that. I think that'd be great. Someone else I'm really enjoying right now, MVP. Yes, love this partnership with Bobby Lashley. Like, it's it's so weird that I don't think I could picture this Drew and Bobby feud with Lana doing the promos. I just <laughs> I no. can't, cannot picture in my head. I feel like it would be too too much comedy. Um, but with MVP doing it, it's, it makes it feel like a main event feud. Mm. I, I, I love it. I think it's great. It's a real sleight of hand, what they've done. They've kind of used WrestleMania and a managerial change, but not completely ignoring the previous manager into completely reinventing Bobby Lashley as a credible main event threat. Total character change, because he's never been like this in WWE since his return. This is more akin to his TNA character or his first run in WWE. I, I'm really, really into it. And, and Lana like sort of comes backstage to say to MVP, oh, I think we need to talk. And MVP awesomely just says to her, no, we don't. Yeah, no, we don't. Uh, he, I mean, he like MVP was all over this show, and I loved him in every single segment that he was in. I could have done yeah. with more of it, to be honest. Yeah, because uh, next up we had MVP hosting Drew McIntyre in the VIP lounge. Drew comes in, he's not having any of it, immediately starts tipping over sofas like he's Natalia after losing a match. And MVP, like you said earlier, brought up the history of the... MVP offered his managerial services to Drew. This is some nice character work. Yeah, really, really nice. And says that, like, you know, I, I wanted you to be the man that would take the title, but now I've got a man who's going to take the title off of you. I think it's really, really, really good stuff. And Drew's like, no one is going to take this title away from me. Out comes Lashley. Drew lays out MVP and then dares Lashley to get in the ring with MVP pushing Lashley back, being like, now's not the time, now's not the time. Loving this feud, man. Really, really into it. Yeah, because MVP did say, what was it? No contract, no contact. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as a way for why he's keeping them apart. Like MVP's the mastermind here. If he wasn't there, Lashley would just go for Drew. Yeah. Uh, what I really, really loved about my favorite bit of the segment was MVP initially after taking the Claymore really sold it and was down on the floor outside holding Bobby's leg. Like yeah. that was that that was his first thought. No, Bobby, don't get in there, even though he's knocked out. I thought that really showed a force of will of the act that that you know is very compelling. Um, and then we got <laughs> this is where we got the Natalia interview. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to talk too badly of how badly it came across the segment. Okay. Sorry. TJ on the phone. So did yeah. she say no, no, TJ? No, we've got, we got, we got to move on now. We have got time for it. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm very conscious about making sort of jokes that seem to be against people right now. But I would like to do a running thing where whenever we start to talk about Natalia, we just, oh, actually, we've got to move on. <laughs> it's like oh, the older maybe. Jimmy, was it Jimmy Fallon? No, it was... Yeah, Jimmy with the, Cam- with the no, it was Jimmy Pe- Camel, Jimmy, 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 Ca- Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Ca- Jimmy Camel, Jimmy Camel. Nikki's just smell cigarettes. Jimmy Kimmel with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. we're out of time. <laughs> I watched Goodwill Hunting for the first time ever last night. The first time ever. What do you make of it, mate? Incredible, right? It's not your fault. It's Did it make? <laughs> it's not your fault. Did it make you want to walk around the house in a thick Boston accent? I was doing it all night. Bah. I'm going to go to the bar. Harvard. 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 How'd you like them apples? And the secret cinema movie this Friday that was only just announced is uh, um, the Poet Society. So I might have a bit of a Robin Williams week. I feel Very like nice he's thing. my pop culture dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I think he's, I just, you know, avoid things like Toys, which is a terrible movie. Well, actually, do you know what? It's worth watching to see what a disaster it is. Like a, a really creative mind making a movie with no studio interference and then realise, oh, maybe this is why we have studio interference sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for something as logistically complex as a computer animated movie. No, 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 really... no, different different Toys. This is a live action movie. With oh, this is the Christmas one. Uh, well, yes, it's sort of a Christmas movie, but also not. There's like the the, the, the toy factory, and it's like the, uh, the the father dies and leaves it to. You got one son that is war obsessed, and one son that likes toys. And the war obsessed one wants to make military stuff, and the other son just wants to make toys again. So it's small. It's like a brother or something. Yeah, kind of, but not as good. But sorry, Natalia, we didn't have time <laughs> to talk about your sick. <laughs> Uh, after this, we got Kevin Owens coming out before the break for his match against Angel Garza, but that sneaky heel Angel Garza ran out and took out Kevin Owens's knee. Well, attacking your opponent before their match is a lot like making love to a beautiful woman. Um, you've got to get the sneak in, I guess. Um, <laughs> sneaking in the back. Um, it, yeah, and then um, Garza worked him over for ages. Uh, Owens couldn't do things like the pop-up powerbomb or the cannonball because he'd hurt his leg. And uh, Garza hit the wing clippers for the win. Sucks to be Kevin Owens at the moment. Well, that's it, isn't it? I really enjoy KO's selling here. I love Angel Garza. But I, you, I'm i just getting that Kevin Owens is at a level that I think he should be incredibly higher than. Yeah, completely agree. 
Um, in this week's episode of Viking Raiders Misunderstand Sport, we got uh, Eric and Ivar playing actual golf against the Street Profits, and then thinking that it meant throwing the golf club towards the hole. Yep. Uh, or throwing the ball, and they were hacking up the golf course. They hit some other golfers with the ball, um, which, to be honest, like as someone who does play golf every now and again, to be like that good when you don't even know how to play the sport is quite impressive. Like they, they'd be able like, to hit the ball and to get some distance on it. So in fact, where you can hit someone that's on the other uh, the other hole, that's actually that's no mean feat. But in the end, they get kicked off that course, so they go and play mini golf. And the Street Profits win that. These The Viking Raiders think they've won because they have the highest score. But because it's golf, it's, you want the lowest score possible, you want the lowest amount of strokes. Uh, and so Street Profits said they won. And then Hansen reaches down into the hole, pulls out the ball, reaches out, pulls out a red cup to hand to Montez Ford, then reaches down into the hole again and pulls out Bugs Bunny from Space Jam. No, he pulls out a, a turkey leg. And then has a and then cuts a promo on an alligator. It was almost like you know, like if you're right, so you're like, I don't know how to end this segment. Uh, has anyone got any ideas? And someone says he cuts a promo on an alligator. He reaches, he picks out a red cup. He has a turkey leg. And they're like, cool. Let's just do all of the ideas then. Yeah, um, I I don't know how to end this sketch. Does anyone have any ideas? Is how Saturday Night Live is written. <laughs> And maybe it all comes from those weekend update segments the Street Profits were doing earlier this year. I, you know, when we were talking earlier about Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and how that has actually settled into quite a nice character relationship between the two. But initially, fundamentally, it was the worst story told in WWE because it didn't make any sense at the most basic fundamental levels of storytelling. Yeah, this is this is this year's version of that. The Street oh, really? Profits versus the Viking Raiders. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I'm getting a bit of echo. Is it me coming through your... Could, could possibly be. So I don't know if you want to turn me down or anything. Or if I... Can I do anything? I Hopefully think you're okay. you, you sound fine on my end, mate. Cool. I'll keep going. So it's... I, I think these are getting a bit of a free pass because they are quite enjoyable. But... They don't actually make any sense. How is this building a feud? What story are they telling here? I honestly don't know. These are just wacky comedy segments that, you know, some people will find funny. It's not my cup of tea. I didn't get a laugh this week. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe some people enjoy it. It's not for me, though. I laughed last week, although it ended really weirdly. But I just, I think, you know, this is, this is actually really bad, but it's got people we very much like in it. Yes. So, yeah. And I, quite, I and I suppose I quite like all four of them. So maybe that's why I'm giving it. Maybe you're right. Maybe I am giving it a bit of a free pass. My question is, where the hell's Bianca Belair? In like, the crowd. Bianca Belair was part of this Street Profits Act in this feud with the Viking Raiders, telling them to get serious or they're going to lose. And since then, they've done nothing but comedy. So where's Bianca in all of this? Like, what Bianca has been on TV for ages. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, then we got the Theory and Murphy tag match against Carrillo and Black that we've already covered. Really good stuff. Um, then Edge was cutting an intensely manly whisper. Uh, I really don't like Randy Orton. He's, he's oh, got a story to tell about my career. Oh, I'm gonna have the best rest. Some people are saying it's the best wrestling match ever already. 
yes, um, that's still a thing that they're pushing. And the actual pay-per-view graphic now reads Backlash at the bottom, but on top of it is the greatest wrestling match ever. Yes, that is the tagline for this show. Um, it's to work people. It's uh, so because they're not going to have that match. And so Randy screws the fans out of the greatest wrestling match ever. <sighs> it's not what I would do. But, you know, I, I've, I've seen some people online defend it and say that WWE have got to try and do different things during this period of time. And this is their new thing that they're trying. I don't think it's a good thing to do because like because. OK, so the argument is. Randy is going to screw the fans, right? And they're not going to have this wrestling match. And then that will build to a different match down the line. But then surely that's going to be the greatest match ever. Because it's not like it's literally only this one has the possibility of being the greatest match ever. Surely the next match they have also has the possibility of being the greatest match ever. It just won't have the tagline this time. It's the greatest match ever. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you a hundred percent certain that that's what they're going to do? Because I think they're drunk on their own ball s word, and no. they actually think they can get away with this. I perhaps I'm being naive here. I cannot fathom a wrestling company putting this on and being like they're definitely going to have the greatest. When this is all said and done, everyone is going to watch this show and be like, "Well, that's the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen." There's absolutely no way in hell. There is no chance in hell that they have thought that's a possibility. I think the only way out of this is with a screw job. Well, we'll see at. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, after that, the Viking Raiders challenged the Street Profits to a bowling match. So. That's going to get even more confusing, I imagine. And then MVP and Lashley challenged the Street Profits backstage IRL to a match later tonight. Really like that stuff. As soon as MVP and Lashley walk in somewhere, it's like, ah, it's real. Yeah, I, I really, really like that. I didn't uh, like the finish much, but I really like that. My favourite uh, thing on the show, apart from Seth's character work, though, and more so than Apollo's title win, to be honest, was this really fun three-way between Charlotte, Nia Jax, and Natalia, all positioning to become the number one contender for Asuka's Raw Championship. And Asuka was also on commentary. This was great. My, the only criticism I would have about this, and this is a niggling thing, because this was an excellent match, and all of them did really well, is that Nia Jax was the only person that was ever going to win, because they've already been building the feud between her and Asuka. So I just went in this thinking that Nia was going to win, and then she did win. So I was like, well, that's what I expected. I actually might have preferred it if Natty had picked up the win to be like, oh, wow, well, I wasn't expecting that at all. And now we can kind of prolong this Asuka Nia Jax feud. I totally agree. It was predictable uh, from the outset that I, I wrote the exact same thing. And I also, yeah, I, I think putting it on someone else would actually make a more interesting sort of spur of possibilities. However, they did work me in the middle part of this match when Charlotte Flair got on the figure eight on Nia Jax and Natalia just broke it up. And then there was, I think Natalia got the sharpshooter in. I, I was on the edge of my seat for those spots. And we got Nia Jax being put through an announcer's table, which is always fun. Yeah, I, I, as, as I said, that was a really niggling complaint I, I would have about this or criticism I'd have about this because that aside, this was excellent. Mm. Really, really good stuff. Like all three of them were awesome in this match. 
Um, Drew McIntyre was leaving after that. Oh, so we're going to get Asuka versus Nia Jax at... Sorry. Backlash. After that, we got Kayla telling Drew McIntyre that there's going to be this tag match for the main event. So Drew was like, oh, I think I might go and have a watch. <laughs> Flawless uh, impersonation of Drew McIntyre as well. Thank you. Thank you. Our truth cut a promo on the Gronk and then the Gronk or Joey Janela, maybe because he was wearing those shades. Cut yeah. a promo back saying he's got the 24-7 title. My note here is, it was honestly not the worst promo I've ever heard. I know, yeah. Pretty, pretty decent promo. He was obviously reading off a teleprompter. Who does yeah. that? But, you know, it was it was totally fine. I just yeah. cannot be asked with the 24-7 title anymore. It, it's had its day. It had, I mean, and I say that it had its day, like, you know, about four weeks into its run, really. Once all the Drake Maverick stuff was done, I, I don't think it's ever had anything decent since then. Um, get your finger ready, Luke. Name of your pay-per-view. Uh, because Ric Flair then spoke about... Uh, oh, sorry. How did you not have... I've got it in two Backlash. different screens. I've got it in two... <laughs> And so Ric Flair cut a mobile phone, cell phone video on how Randy Orton is going to have the greatest match ever with Edge and Orton's going to win. I just think it's really nice for them to have put a trailer for Ric Flair's cameo accounts uh, <laughs> on an episode of Raw. <laughs> I was just surprised at the end of it. It was like, and I'd like to wish Tom a happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, we got a, a clip of Undertaker saying he envied Shawn Michaels. This, you know, from the last Ride documentary. Oh, I've seen uh, it now. Oh, yeah, I've, good. I've, watch, I've watched all three episodes of it. Is that well, the three episodes they've done thus far? Uh, the first episode is amazing. The second episode is fine. Um, actually, it's, it's quite interesting because I, I think like the Cena thing was really interesting, where he was like he was disappointed that they only got like the six minutes that they got because he trained for forty-five. But they only, but they only, but like, and they were saying that, like, after he had the hip replacement, that was when he was like, I can now go again. And I feel like so much, I did, I did not belong in the ring against Roman Reigns. I didn't, I shouldn't have been there, but now I do belong in this ring again. And I feel so much better. Um, but they only gave me six. Sounds minutes. like a junkie. <laughs> but they only gave, well, that's kind of what the whole thing is. Like, so my wife watched the first episode with me and I said, Do you want to watch another one? She was like, No, it's just too sad. I cannot bear to watch this old man not stop. It's just too sad. Like it's too depressing to watch. Um, but the third episode, aside from the fact that they completely rewrite, well, I mean, I say they rewrite. They WWE eyes why they're doing the Saudi Arabia deal, which is just like there are fans over there who are doing amazing things, and the, and the country's doing amazing things, and we should all just go over there and be a part of that, and that's amazing. And how. Do. And how uh, Shawn Michaels wanted to do the match because he he owed it to the Undertaker and he trusted all of those four words. Like really, it was it's all about the dollar the dollar bill. But they were honest in the fact that all four of them were like the match was terrible. The match was an absolute disaster. And hearing Triple H laugh about it, it was quite fun to watch. Where he was like, everything went wrong in that match. It was a <laughs> it was a train wreck. I do like honest Triple H. He comes across so humble. I'm like, but you're yeah. evil. Uh, <laughs> After that, we got Liv Morgan blinking her way through another generic finding. You can see it now, right? Yeah, I can. It's all blinks. Yeah, it's all blinks. This is, I mean, 
what 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 can you say about Liv at this point? Like I I I can't say I feel bad for her every single week because she's just doing these nothing promos that mean absolutely nothing. And it's just yeah, what what can you say about this? You still haven't found yourself after this year where you've had what like seemingly five comebacks in in this and you still haven't found yourself. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're looking for then, mate. Honest to god, I don't know what you're looking for. Identity is transitory, is is uh, the lofty philosophical statement she's trying to make, I think. Then we got the Rey Mysterio retirement graphic. Blink and you'll miss it. Oh, I'm sure Liv did. This is the greatest. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh. And the main event. The main event was the Street Profits versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I missed the Street Profits actually wrestling in the <laughs> ring. Yeah, when, and when the match started, I was like, "Man, how are you gonna? How are you, you don't want to pin your tag champs, but also you don't want to have Bobby pick up a loss. So do you just pin MVP? No, idiot, idiot me. Of course, Bobby Lashley just gets in the referee, disqualifies him. Yeah. Um, so you know the the finish was was dreadful, but you know the the, the match was fine, and I actually quite liked the four. I just like the fact that we also had Lashley and MVP as a tag team. I thought that was really nice. I, you know what? If you're gonna do this match, let Bobby win. I think actually let Bobby win because the Street Profits, yeah, that does kind of undermine them. But maybe MVP can cheat on the outside. The whole purpose of this match should be making Bobby look as credible as possible as a threat to Drew McIntyre's title. And they were doing that throughout the entire bout. I thought they did a really good job of Bobby just manhandling people outside. Did some Montez Ford. It's like he's got Enzo levels of selling. Maybe not Mm -hmm. as good as Enzo, but the way he just ragdolls down. Really enjoy that style. Uh, But yeah, Bobby should just then dominate and win. Yeah, Not, Not like get on the master lock and the referee count him out in what is such a lame finish that WWE keep going back to. It's really smart in this match as well, in the way that they position this in, in order to protect Bobby is that when Ford went over to get the hot tag to Dawkins, MVP didn't tag out to Bobby. So the Bobby had to bump and feed MVP just stayed in the ring and just Mm. got beaten up on the, on the Dawkins hot tag. It's a really smart way of, of protecting Bobby there. Yeah. Um, after that, Drew McIntyre came out for a brawl with Lashley. I thought they had a pretty hot brawl as well. <laughs> pretty hot brawl. And this, that the referee started calling for the NXT recruits at ringside to come and help. And they pretty much got them separated, but then they would. So the, the, the show went off air with them both in either corner of the ring. I thought it was an effective angle to build this feud. They're really nicely building Drew versus Bobby. I can't believe after the just terrible job they've done with Lashley over the last two, three years, and even more so in the last six months, that I'm really excited for him going after the championship. Hot brawl, title of your next pay-per-view. Nice. WCW, hot (laughs) brawl. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I actually very much enjoyed this episode of Raw overall. I thought of some really, really good stuff in there. And yeah, to echo your statement there, I'm so into Drew versus Lashley at the moment. And it's it's what they should have done with Lashley from day one when he came back. Not this smiling, I've got sisters nonsense. It should have been walking Armageddon. And that's what we've got now. So, yay, walking Armageddon is here. Yes. Uh, well, overall, I gave it a four out of five. What, you, what would you give this episode? Yeah, I think that's, that, that seems fair. Yeah. 
let's storm through these super chats. Can I do e my ones first? Go for it. Uh, so we've got this in from uh, the Wakandan Forever, who said, Ray has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. I remember I saw him at a live show and he was incredible. He gave us many great years. I thought the stadium stampede match was one of the best in years. This is what the XFL should have been. <laughs> yes. Um, DX Solo said you can combine the Omni Charlottes to just omelets. How? Oh, I see, because of Charlotte. I like that. Omelette. It's an omelet flair feels better. Uh, happy birthday for two days' time, DX Solo. Indeed. Well, we'll be having a chat with you. Uh, Dr. Doom said, I've several friends who are starting to show an interest in wrestling. My issue is I don't know if I should tell them to go watch WWE Weekly uh, or tell them to wait till big audiences come back to start watching it. Well, there's another option. AEW. And lastly, DX Solo says, Natalia, I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best... I'm sorry, we've actually run out of time. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Ejam King says, Hey guys, Raw currently has three face champions. Is that a good thing? Also, how do you get the Street Profits out of the comedy role? It doesn't... I, them being in a comedy role isn't the worst thing. You've just got to do actually good comedy with it. Uh, and no, I don't think having three face champions is a bad thing at all. It's quite refreshing, I think. they've got Josh four. Drew, Asker, Street Profits, and Apollo. Josh Kirsch. Imagine telling someone last year that Drew, Apollo, Street Profits, and Asker would be champions on Raw. Right? What a difference a year can make. It's like the good timeline in the worst timeline. <laughs> uh, Black Adam. <clears throat> I can't be the only one. Uh, was Lana in sort of some kind of you know racial makeup? I'm not going to say it. I think she just probably had a lot of fake tan on. Yes. Uh, that, because that would be wildly inappropriate considering her character position on Raw at the moment. Ugh. Jose Quinde, the heel highlights of Rollins is something to behold. Sheila breakup, Dean's head in cement block, trying to kill Edge, Cena's nose, Ray's eye, and yesterday. I think he meant shield breakup, not yes. Sheila breakup. Sheila breakup. That's the Which iconics. What, I was going to say, I think that's what he was <laughs> Ejam King again. Also, poor NXT talent having to stand for three hours. Yeah, that was the other report that came out from Sean Rossap was that they weren't allowed to sit down at, at any point, like not even during, like, you know, when they weren't being shown on camera, they had to stand for the entire time and had to stand, like, in the lead up to it as well. So it was actually, they were standing for more than three hours, which is, it's a big old ask. Maybe that's the new training. Duncan Brady. I would love Seth to come out to Amazing Grace. Mm. Amazing Grace Gabriel Reyes New chant idea Follow me Follow me Follow oh. Seth I think works Or he could come out to I mean we could get some Uncle Cracker back in Follow me and everything is alright Josh Kirsch Where's Bi Bianca Belair? Is she already being buried? I think she's been forgotten Yeah uh, Lena Bliss. Shayna posted how she's sorry she doesn't have a family name in wrestling to get her an opportunity so she'll earn it herself. Yeah, social media storylines are not always indicative of actual storylines. Quoth the Reagan, never Ford. What a great name that is. How do you think the greatest wrestling match ever? Will actually end. It can't really be a match. I will laugh my manscaped <laughs> balls off if it's a finger point of doom just to piss off Meltzer. Oh man, could you imagine if this is how we get back rated uh, rated RKO? 
and it's yeah they just do the finger poke of doom that would be amazing they but like an edge turns heel that is now the only way out <laughs> uh carry the g gilbert uh, should Bobby win now, because a heel would be better in this era, especially with MVP as his mouthpiece, and when crowds return, give Drew a huge win? Could do, yeah. I, I want to keep the belt on Drew, but I, I don't mind that, actually. Uh, the Wakandam forever. What is it? Is it that? Uh, I love the show. Have a great day, everyone. Woo! Woo! Thank you. Just an idle heat. I don't think Natalia should have been in the triple threat. It should have been Shayna Baszler since she decisively choked Natty out last week. And the week before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're totally right. Uh, Guiti 25, Gronk versus our truth future WrestleMania main event. Well, it's a future match on main event. <laughs> yeah. uh, My- Michael Dominguez. We need to get that sound effect. Michael Dominguez. Uh, Undisputed Era go up to Raw, take on Seth's group and Roddy turns. Messiah absorbs Messiah of the Backbreaker. Crowd only faces and need heels like AEW something suck. AEW people suck? I don't know. I I think that might be a bit convoluted and I don't think there's actually much money in an Undisputed Era Messiah feud. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so at the moment. Mega Mr. 46. Will Ray take his mask off and give it to his son? Well, that was the report. Ash Rose of Gorilla Position uh, said that's what he had been told, that Ray's whole plan is to pass off the Ray Mysterio name onto Dominic, and that would probably include the mask. Michael Dominguez again. I mean, polls suck, and ah, and Flair's a face champion also, duh. So the, the polls on, on, yeah. uh, on the YouTube shows. Uh, Dale Creasy, best roar I've seen this year with everything going on. Yeah, well, I think that's fair enough. Uh, do you want me to take over? Yeah. And um, do you want to cut the promo uh, for the comic stands? And moderators have put all your super chats together in a Google document with comic stands as the font. We'll be having words. Um, Jeff Perullo says Tyson Kidd is the hacker. Lovely time with the boys. Ah. I didn't really thought about that. Of course, that's who um, Natty was on the phone to, her husband, who hasn't been able to wrestle for five years since mm. suffering an awful career-ending injury. Yeah. Uh, Josh Kirsch says, Riddle versus Styles, Brian, Gulak, Cesaro, Nakamura. It ties into the news that apparently Matt Riddle is heading to SmackDown. Yeah. Edge, Edge uh, singled him out as well as someone he wanted to face, and he's come back raw promo. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Bacon Rasher, can you believe the Fighter Fest news? Damn you, Carino! Could have had it in London. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, John, um, dude, can we talk about Marty is in, uh, is the ROH-AW collab or is Marty leaving ROH already? Where do you think this will go? I think it's just people having some fun during lockdown because ROH aren't making anything at the moment. Uh, but hopefully it does foreshadow a working relationship between them. Um, WrestleTalk related super chats. Um, S says, jam that jam. Uh, those eyes out of these, <laughs> out of those steps. Very good. Uh, Jobber JJ says, Quizzlemania is. Luke, play the clip. Uh, I think he means... Well, hold on. I think he might mean... I got the clip? I don't know if we have, actually. He wants you to play the greatest show clip instead, you, in case you weren't sure. Oh, So right. Quizzlemania is... Sorry. Yes. I wasn't sure if he meant the 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 hype video that Adam did for me. That's um, like two minutes long. 
Patrol Ron says, looking forward to Dangor's interview with Eric Bischoff. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he talks that man. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have things to say. Uh, the Adnap <laughs> too said, um, winning a match is like the eating of an orange. Thank you to Lewis Hughes, uh, Hughes Tube, and Amal Jassim for your super chats and no messages. And lastly, Gabriel Reyes says, um, "Okay, but now know the entire Backlash show is going to be a musical with the superstars singing along to that musical. WWE just has to learn to commit." A uh, musical pay per view, yes. Well, we kind of got that. Do you remember the promo for Rumble where they were going to do "It's going to be a Royal Rumble tonight," and they did the uh, the thing, they did a musical number there, and then Vince McMahon wakes up and was like, "Oh." What an idea. Uh, Script Films 2 says, do you believe retirement storylines are starting to get old-fashioned as they've become tiresome? Definitely, yeah. They're massively overdone. So how was your weekend before we dive into the mailbag? Your bank holiday weekend where you did some work? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I even went to bed on Saturday night a bit drunk because I had a few too many cocktails. We bought a cocktail shaker and then we found out that my favorite cocktail that I want to make, an old fashioned, uh, doesn't require a cocktail shaker, but it looks cool to just be on the kitchen countertop. Uh, and yeah, I had, I had too many of those. I looked over at my big bottle of whiskey that I bought online and I was like, oh, that's low. <laughs> that's like half drunk. And I only started it on Thursday, and it'll be yeah. you know, two two days, and I'd only been drinking two nights. I thought, man, cocktails <laughs> have a lot of alcohol in. Oh yeah, 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 they can do. Yeah, very much so. But even then, even then, going to bed already slightly hungover because I'd drunk in the day as well for my mother's birthday. We did a a virtual birthday celebration. Could have gone to see her, going by the new rules. That have been <laughs> the new precedent, but we thought it'd be be better to stay apart. And, I thought the same uh, thing when I called your mum as well. Nice one, and uh, yeah, I I went to bed really excited about watching AEW Double or Nothing, and woke up the next morning, started watching it, and I did not resent it slightly that I had no. to work on a Sunday on a bank holiday weekend because my word. What an incredibly fun show. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we haven't, you weren't on the podcast. So tell us, what did you think of the show? Well, you know, you can go and watch my review of it on, on WrestleTalk. But I, I loved it all the way through, really. I know people are like, oh, the, the ladder match was a bit iffy or the, the, the buy-in match wasn't the best. But I just loved the fun of it. I really liked the women's match because I freaking love Sheeda. I love the debut of Brian Cage. It kind of ties in with everything I was saying I predicted with them pairing someone with uh, Taz. Cannot believe we didn't once think Brian Cage. I know. When when me and I, uh, me and Laurie did the video on Friday, the magazine show, and we were talking about it being Gulak or The Revolt or Sting, every comment was like, Brian Cage, Brian Cage. And I was like, oh, Idiot! Why didn't I think of Brian Cage? Yeah, it's like when he walked out, I went, oh, "Of course, <laughs> so <laughs> obvious." Um, but yeah, well, good on AEW for sort of waiting long enough to for that sort of speculation to die down, and well, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Hmm? Yeah, he was injured, 
So mm. they signed him back in January when his wife told him that all of those reports from Cycle Uncensored were made up. Um, and But he was injured when they signed him. So they've just basically been paying him to sit at home and recuperate, ready for him to come back. Well, he looks in great shape. I imagine he's just been working out that entire time. But that was really good. I thought that was a nice bit of newsworthiness. And that he'll, he'll you know, go right into a programme for the AEW title. I think that's a, a great way to establish a main eventer. And I, my personally, my favourite thing on the show was the finish to Brody Lee versus John Moxley. Amazing. What an amazing finish. Yeah, so, so great. Like the Bam Bam Bigelow Taz going through the stage i thought they might when they went through i was like oh that's how they're going to enter the match the one thing we didn't think of like a, a you know a no contest effectively and when they both crawled out and brody crawled out with the blood pouring down his face and then he choked and then like he hits the, the paradigm shift and he kicks out at one i was like no way and the only way he could beat him was by choking and like like driving the blood out of his body was the only way that he could stop him man like i thought it put over Brody lee massively though there was someone in the comments on uh, when we did our live stream review laurie and i um they said like i don't see how that protects Brody lee i'm like how could it not like they did everything they could to protect him yeah I he is that's the most interested i've ever been in Brody lee's character i cannot wait to see him again yeah uh, and yeah. the and the main event, sorry, was uh, I said it in my review. It was the Captain America Civil War fight scene in the airport done in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Like I, I'm still laughing at the matte facts on screen, and it's not just that there were matte facts on screen. It's that Santana and Ortiz <laughs> could see that there were matte facts on screen. That's what tipped it over the edge for me. Mm, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Uh, right, well, I've got... Uh, this uh, is an email comes in from Anonymous, mm -hmm. uh, who said, um, I was inspired by Andy cutting his hair on Quizzlemania and thinking of ways I could raise money for people affected by Steve Carino. I'm in no way a social media personality, but have created an idea. Memory Square. The idea is simple as this. People can purchase a virtual square which will allow them to send our website a good news story that either a, uh, either a good deed they've done for someone or someone done for them during this pandemic. I've expanded on this dear slightly by including a digital social media badge people can uh, buy to show their support. Uh, and I have created some pin badges and t-shirt designs. Even if it only raises enough money to support one person through this pandemic, it will be worth it. Um, so you can... Uh, find out more at memory-square.co.uk um uh, yeah that comes in from anonymous a very very nice thing we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well we'll put in a hyphen in a uh a web address a url that's bad seo man <laughs> well i'd imagine memory square was probably already taken mm. But that's a very nice endeavour. I, I, it's really heartwarming to see how so many people just just want to help. Volunteering in the UK has gone up by 10 million people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Crikey. Um, right. Have we got time for one more email or do you want to? Uh... Yeah, definitely. Cool. This comes in from uh, Chris, who says, Hi there, Luke. My name is Chris. I live in the States, Kentucky, to be exact. 
I'm writing this email to ask how I could possibly become a better writer in regards to professional wrestling. I've written for sites before, but nothing I feel is on the same level as WrestleTalk, and I want to continue to grow uh, myself better in the areas of either writing for you guys or doing something anywhere just as big. Been a fan of yours and Ollie Davis since early 2017. You guys got me through some rough times. I just want to say thank you for all that you guys do. I hope this email finds you well. Um, what is that Simpsons podcast you listen to? I'll be talking Simpsons. Uh, so yeah, so my advice to you, Chris, would be just keep at it. Like you will never be good on your first try, um, but your the next piece that you write will be better than your last and that will continue forever. Yeah, so like a consistent, frequent practice of trying to improve as a writer, just writing as much as you can. Uh, me personally, I prefer well-written short pieces you know like because some people just write everything and then they don't read it back i go back and i reread it like three or four <laughs> times cutting out stuff more and more every time to make it just a succinct block of text really clear concise i think that's the mark of good writing so yeah that editing editing is why i think what separates good writers from from very good writers well, yeah um, there was that thing that some friends of ours used to do i've had actually one of our friends still does the 100 word reviews so pick a film or a wrestling match that you want to review and write that review to exactly 100 words because that will really discipline you in editing and your choice of words it's a really good way to sort of like yeah condition yourself into being a better writer but that is all we have got time for on this edition of the podcast. We've got some more emails to read out, lots of thank yous. So we'll get to those on the AEW review, which will be out on Thursday, along with the NXT podcast, magazine show on Friday, all that usual good stuff. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.